Hey, this is the Bring Your Own Awesome miniseries, where we talk to cool people who are doing awesome things. I'm Dan Waldschmidt, fearless leader of the Edgy Empire, and with me is my co-conspirator, Brock. Yeah, I'm Brock Edwards, and on Bring Your Own Awesome, we interview members of the community. We have a no-holds-barred conversation about their battle for success. So if you want to achieve a new level of success, join us at www.edgy.life. Let's get started. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Brock Edwards, and I'm joined by, well, you know who I'm joined by. I'm joined by Dan Waldschmidt. Hey, Dan. Hey, Brock. How are you? Dan. Can you hear me? I'm doing. I'm. I'm. I'm doing good. I can. I can hear you. Uh, we have a long-standing history on this podcast of Dan's mic doing bad things at the worst possible moment. So we're hoping it stays with us the whole time. And today we have the guys from JT Music. We have Christian and John. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing well. Doing fantastic. Thank Excited you. To, Thank you for having us, yeah. guys. Yeah. Excited to be here and, and talk talk shop. I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Talk, talk shop. I like that. <laughs> Here, talk, talk shop. shop. Talk shop with the guys. Yeah. It's, 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 it sounds <laughs> it, it sounds businessy. So we're we're good. Uh, so so anyway, guys. So for our audience here, uh, just kick off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who who are you? What is JT Music? Um, we make video game raps. We make music videos about games. We don't make music for the games. People always get confused with that. But it's like it's fan service essentially we make stuff about the stuff we like um you want to yeah add on to that? that's exactly it to sum it up as succinctly as possible what he just said so we uh have combined our passion for music and video games and just nerdy stuff in general and we have found youtube as an outlet for that so that's where we uh post that's where our business is uh centered and that's where we run the business on youtube so we make music videos about video games and we've um, in december it'll be 10 years so we uh wow. we hopped on the whole so that's internet really cool. content so creation some, thing early on yeah so i've watched some of your videos which is it which is which is pretty cool um so talk to me about how you figured out that you wanted to make you know uh, these rap videos about games that kids are playing. Well, it started, I think why I've been able to do it for so long is because it started out of just the, the desire to create for creating for the sake of creation. Mm -hmm. uh, we always, we grew up down the street, you know, we, we drew, we like to sketch and we always did that together. And we did um, little skits and movies and homemade stuff. We played stuff. with Legos. Yeah, Legos too. So we always were creating together. And then I, I had moved in high school and we need we do kind of needed a way Sob, to keep it wait, touch. cue the cue the sad music yeah. and then he moved away exactly and we looked into each other's eyes it, it was actually like borderline traumatic when he moved away it was yeah. so sad um so but we we decided this great thing called the internet and Xbox 360 would be a great way to keep in touch and then uh he was fooling around with making music i was fooling around with recording gameplay and uh i said you should make a halo song i can make a video we made it and it, it went viral on the internet and we decided, you know what, we can, we can keep doing this. And we just kept doing it for fun. It was before you could ever make, I think you can make money then, but we, it was before we could even conceptualize that we could monetize it. Exactly. So we were just doing it for fun for the sake of creation. Yep. So, so like you guys were in high school at this time. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I was 16 and he was like 17. Yep. All mm -hmm. right. My, my kids need to get in gear a little bit then. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're, they're, they're well, lagging behind you there. Did, did, tell, tell them as long as they're doing what they love. It, I, I know it's so cheesy. It sounds so damn cheesy, but it's so true. Yeah. Like that uh, John just said it, like the reason we've been able to do it for as long as we have and so consistently too is because we were combining our passions. We never set out with a business plan. Obviously now we have a schedule. We've got like work schedules and a business plan for what we're going to do. But when we first started, there was no plan. It was just passion. That's it. So, so how necessary is that? I mean, you know, I've got a 14 year old son and I'm always pushing him to pursue things that he loves. And then, you know, as a dad, I have a tendency to be like, yeah, why don't you focus on something else? Right. But had you focused on something else, you probably wouldn't be where you are right now. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess I, it's just as long as, well, the one thing is we always diversify what we're doing. So we're, we're, we're both going to school for separate things. Yes. Um, we were teaching ourselves this stuff. But at the same time, we were edu- getting an education in other things, which kind of helped us. You know, I, I, I double majored with film and, and business. So that's helped us kind of formalize everything and grow. And Christian, he, he minored with, he minored in English and he was studying music. So we, while he was going to school for film. Yeah, that we never, it, we didn't decide to take the dive and go full time with YouTube until we knew that it was really safe. Uh, there, there was always some sort of backup plan. Like we always were working another job while doing YouTube or, you know, they, they, there was always another, an yeah. alternative yeah. or we were studying something else at yeah. the time. So it's not like we had this uh, big Mark Zuckerberg moment where we said, I'm dropping out of Harvard and I'm doing this full time. Yeah. Like there, it was a very cautious approach. But to answer your question further, like, I think it's subjective. Like it's really subjective for everybody. You know, sometimes you follow your passion, but you might not be that good at it. So it's not a good idea to invest in it. Sometimes you follow your passion. You're the best person on the planet at it. So you should go balls to the wall with it. So it's, it's hard to say, but for us personally, we always had a backup plan. <laughs> well, well yeah. talked about passion and art. Um, you know, now you, this is what you do. You make money at it and it's, 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 it's incredible. You've, you've carved out this niche when you first started off, um, you know, were you good? Or did you think you were good? Did other people think you were good? I mean, obviously your, your video went viral. Um, I mean, like, you know, did your art, your, I'm sure your arts improved over time. Was it, was it crappy at the beginning? I mean, tell me about that whole artistic process. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. Uh, we're self-taught kids and there's so many cringy techniques and things that we used in, the, in our craft that it's hard to look at. Sometimes. There, there are some videos that I cannot watch. There are some that, like the first one we ever did, the first Halo rap we ever made. I can watch that with joy because it was made, it was so tongue in cheek yeah. and it was meant to be kind of cheesy and nerdy. So that one I have no problem with, but there are some others over the years, especially the early years. Yeah. I can't even. I, mean, I think they were able to do so well early on just because our tone, I guess, was good. And that's like one of the most underrated things with content creation is finding your tone and having that be something people resonate with. I agree. So we, Because we were best friends pretty much our whole life, you know, our tone was it was always there. You know, it was just being friends. So that, that yep. helped a lot. Yeah, it was our sound. It was our image. It was our humor. Our, our humor. Yeah. Um, so even even when our even when the quality of our content when it when the videos sucked when the music sucked, 
it it still had like our our personality behind it and that's what people who even at the time when it sounded terrible people clung on to that that yeah. feeling and you know i guess there's also just a I don't know the expression is exactly, but the pond was a lot less crowded too. So if you were creating, there's a good chance you could have been discovered back then since there was just less, less on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, There's just less people out there, but yeah. All right. So, so good timing to it for you guys. You, you persisted through it. Now I I tend to think of, you know, I I love music and I tend to think of it from the business side and the business perspective. Uh, One of the things that impressed me about you guys was just how you were connecting with your fans. So we, we had a chance to meet personally at a, a video gaming conference that I'd taken my son to. And I was just really, I just thought it was cool the way you guys connected. You, you spent a lot of time, you spent a lot of effort, uh, you, you gave them full attention. It wasn't just kind of, a, you know, here's an autograph, there you go, get out of my way. You know, you, you, it was clear that you cared about your fans. So when we think about this in the context of customers, you know, fans are customers, um, how do you build that connection? Uh in person uh that's why we put so much into it it's hard because we're on the internet and our content isn't very doesn't have our faces on it a lot and doesn't let us to express ourselves in that personal relationship yeah so we're not we're not personalities we're yeah. we're content creators we're not like a, a personality like uh markiplier pewdiepie or who are also big youtube yeah. personalities but yeah continue so um so yeah, that's why we, we take advantage of that. And it's also, it really helps remind us why we're doing what we're doing because it's so anonymous on the internet and you can see a million views and, you know, even, even believe it or not, like you can be desensitized to that amount of that, that volume of views. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you do go to these things and you meet people, it really, it really changes the game and you, you realize there's a person on the other side and, uh, it's just as much for us to remind us why we're doing what we're doing and who we're making these videos for and uh and, we just really enjoy it that's yeah. why we're we're invested in that and we give so much to it it's it's so easy to talk to fans at these conventions because they have the same passions we do so when they come up to me and they're like dude that line you had about atlas and your bioshock rap that reference to ayn rand that was so cool and i'm like yeah man let's talk about philosophy for a little bit like let's let's level with each other and talk about bioshock like they have the same passions that we do so having these conversations isn't just easy it's fun um and like john said you know we spend our days pent up in our little office here just with each other. So when we get to go to these cons, we get to meet the people who are watching and consuming our content. So it's easy for us and it's fun. Share with me a little bit about the before you made it days. So I feel like there's a lot of people who find them stuff in, in no man's land, right? They, they're, they're not, like you said, you had a second job, you know, getting started. You're not sure, do I put more energy behind this thing? Do I get a quote unquote real job? Tell me about those early days and kind of what lessons you learned, what you went through. Well, we had the added benefit of being high schoolers living with our parents. So we didn't have to, Mm -hmm. we we had all that support and a place to live and food to eat and all that. Um, Even, even, even in college. Yeah. Yeah. Even in college too. But with that said, I mean, it took us seven years to reach a million subscribers uh-huh. Um, and before that, it took us like five or six to reach a hundred thousand. So like, there's there's a good five to six years of a grind where you you know you're you just got to stick it out, I guess. Yeah. 
So, so what level of customers or I mean, um, subscribers, um, sorry, my brain goes to customers. So what level of subscribers <laughs> is kind of that sustainable point where, I mean, like a million sounds like a lot to me, but I don't know. Is it, uh, I mean, YouTube's so finicky these days and yeah. there's so many weird dynamics with the algorithm and channels, but generally, I mean, a million, um, a th- hundred thousand, you used to be able to live off of it, but now it's like the point where you like it's a possibility and it's where your growth can really kickstart, uh-huh. but that's all that is. So you can really start living off of it. Once you start getting to a five, maybe 500,000 to a million. Yeah. Um, and it also yeah. like it, 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 to go off what you're saying, John, it usually views do correlate with subscribers pretty much 99% of the time. But at the end of the day, what matters most are your views. Cause that's how you get paid on YouTube is yeah. like your views, but your subscribership will correlate with, how many views you're getting so but it's also like you said it's youtube's finicky like it nowadays with the algorithm changing and like no you hear youtubers complaining about views on their channels or their channels not doing well all the time so it's hard to say sometimes like what the exact number is yeah but i i think you summed it up pretty well did you Um, change a lot um, as you were developing your art, I mean, for example, did you, did you like create something and then it was like, eh, that went the wrong direction. I'm going to go this way. I mean, do you, do you cut, is it, is it a formula now for you or, or is it still you're waking up in the morning going, let's create, let's create some awesome shit. I mean, what, what is it? That's a good question. I'd say it's, uh, it's kind of a back and forth battle of I, I like the term used like is it a formula? I I would say it kind of is a formula at this point. John often likes to call ourselves a well-oiled machine, which I love just because we've been doing this so long that we're just kind of in the flow of creating content weekly. Um, but there is kind of that battle of content getting stale, trying something new, which is why. It, if you go through our channel, we do so many different styles of videos and so many different styles of music. Um, so it, it is a constant battle of fighting that like intrinsic, is this going to do well versus what I want to make? Like it, it's a very back and forth battle. I'd say that. I don't know. You have anything to add to that, John? No, I mean, he said it. Yeah. So you've taken a personal approach to your fans and we interviewed another friend of Brock's who's a, a rock star who uh, was talking about uh, greeting or meeting a, a million fans one by one by one. And he felt like that would be the starting point uh, for his success. Uh, do you have a similar goal or, or is there some sort of big picture umbrella that you're kind of operating under? Um. I don't think so. I think our, I mean, our goal in that regard is just sustained growth, um, to never stagnate. Um, we never, I mean, we, we've, we've set goals. I mean, we, we set a hundred thousand goal. And then when that came, we set a, a million goal subscriber goal. Um, but now that we've, we've broken a million, um, and again, with the way how, how spotty and finicky YouTube is, our, our goal now is just to keep growing at a good pace and to keep just to, just to keep growing. Yeah. Cause, uh, it's harder than it, you would think to maintain that with uh, the way YouTube decides if your stuff is worthy or not to show people. Um, it's pretty. It's a weird game we got to play and hitting keywords and tags and also, like Christian said, balancing um, the artistic creative side mm-hmm. with what YouTube wants to show people. 
um, through their algorithm. Yeah. So, so Dan, you know, what's coming to mind here is, you know, so many people are trying to have a career on, on the internet. You know, it opens up all kinds of business venues and probably struggling with the same thing because I, I think the, the myth is that, you know, you set up your website, you push stuff out there. So suddenly you're, you're Instagram <laughs> fabulous. And you, you know, you, and Christian, John, you, you know, you guys are talking about, you know, you, you've been at it 10 years. You're, you're approaching it from a different angle than what I think of when I think of like musicians, you know, your, your faces aren't known, as you mentioned, um, mm-hmm. you know, musicians might put out an album, maybe two a year. They spend a lot of time touring and you guys are cranking out. Well, how much music do you put out? It's like a, a song a week, a few songs a month. It's three, three to yeah. four a month. Yeah. So, sometimes so that, we... Yeah, I was just going to say sometimes we can't do doing a new song every single week for years on end would uh, probably be impossible for just two guys. But so every now and then we'll have like a filler week with something else, like an animated version of an old video. But yeah, it does average out to pretty much a, a song a week or every two weeks. And and so that just completely blows my mind that because, you know, from what I've heard of you guys it's good quality music, you know, it's, and I think of other musicians that like, you know, they're, they're struggling to get an album out a year and, you know, they, they, they work on it nonstop and it's hard. And you guys kind of have this deadline of like, if you're going to, you know, sustain your career and keep the views flowing on YouTube, you got to keep the content coming. Yeah. And, but to, to tack onto that, I would say we're also, we're content creators. Like I, I do consider myself a musician and an artist. Absolutely. I, I love making music, but I'm also a content creator as is John, obviously. So I would say we're halfway between musicians and content creators because our, our stuff is being consumed on YouTube with visuals as well. So it's not, we're not just a band. We're not, you know, just a musician group. We're, we're this weird kind of hybrid, um, you know, creature, creature, this being that emerged from our mother's basements. Oh um, but it's what we do is really unique and strange. Um, and I, I totally and, and also like there are weeks where I put out a song that does feel, I think Dan said it earlier, like a formula. There is a song that I'll put out and I'll be like, this just feels like a verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. This is not original. This is not, but it's going to get views because it's about a popular video game. So there are definitely weeks where it feels like we're just making content. We're not creating art that week. Um, But then there are some weeks where it really feels like I have poured my blood, sweat and tears into something. And John can relate to this too. Um, so again, it's that balance of like creating content versus creating art. Uh, and you know, there, how do you reckon, how do you reconcile that? Um, I mean, for example, I'm in Silicon Valley as I'm doing this interview now. And I, you know, I met so many people who, who said, you know, who say, just get it out there, get it out there, get it out there. I had someone tell me like, you know, what's taking you so long to write your second book? Come on, just, we, we, we want to read it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, <laughs> I like, I, it doesn't need to be perfect, 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 but it needs to be closer than where it is now. How do you reconcile creating content versus creating art? Uh, well, it was, I don't know, I think it was like Colin Powell, just a random reference, but he had like something where it's like, <laughs> get it 90% of the way there and don't worry about the rest of the 10% cause no one will notice that. So it's kind of part of, part of it is just 
make it very not even not, it's like not good enough but it's like a step above good enough just to like get it that 90 percent of the way yeah you know don't don't mull over that extra 10 percent for an extra day or an extra week or an extra month you know because it's i mean it's law of diminishing returns you know no one will notice it but if you get it out earlier you, you might stand to gain a lot more yeah so that's kind of kind of part of i guess what drives that it's also like it can like sometimes we kind of have to sacrifice making something that's really artistic and creative and fresh versus getting a good paycheck because we have to put bread on the table. <laughs> so if yeah. it's if it's the holiday season where YouTube ad rates for uh, YouTubers are higher, we've got to crank out content. And, you know, some of that content might be great. It might be something we're really proud of. Some of it might be just to get by, just to, you know, yeah, just, so it, it, just like a job. Yeah. Um, so I think, in, the in the business world, I've often told people, go ahead. You know, there's, I hear people saying like, you know, you know, ditch your job and just go, you know, start that new startup. And I'm like, why, you know, do, do, you know, do a job that pays the bills and then do what you love later. Is that a little bit like what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And even do it, do what you need to do to pay the bills and do what you love at the same time. I mean, I mean, we're yeah. in college, so we're, I guess, uh, equivalently, we were getting our education, but at the same time we were doing what we loved. Um, I know that gets a little bit harder when you're trying to support a family and whatnot, but kind of the same idea. Um, do everything you can, I guess, hustle. And yeah. if, if you want these big things, you have these big goals, you know, you're gonna have to hustle mm -hmm. no matter what the scenario or where you are in your life. Well, let, let's and talk. Uh, yeah, go ahead, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about that a little bit. That, that hustle, you know, I, I mentioned the, the, you know, become Instagram fabulous, you know, overnight. <laughs> uh, but, but you guys didn't overnight. And what is, you know, one of the things we often talk about on this podcast is kind of the, the gritty reality that people don't see. Like what, what is the, I mean, the, we, my wife refers to this as the living the dream syndrome. You know, you kind of got the dream job and everyone goes, Oh man, that's amazing. You guys are so lucky. And it's like, yeah, we're so lucky, but what, what is it that people don't see? Yeah. Oh, I love this they, question. They didn't see the, the six years that led up to it, the patience, the passion, the the genuine love for it, um, the assumption that we're lazy is always <laughs> difficult to deal with. That's which is that's weird. The biggest one. You know, like I was just saying a minute ago, when when we don't have a new song out, when we have to post a re-upload or a, a new version or a remix of an old song, people will see that and think. Or some people, not not all yeah. our fans. Some. It's a vocal minority. A vocal minority. Yes. Good, good phrasing. We'll be like, hey, you guys are getting lazy. Where's the new song? And we're sitting here like we're working on it, but we're give us a fucking break. You know, it's <laughs> a part of my French. Um, um, but as you can see, that's clearly our biggest trigger is uh, it, it, <laughs> it, the, the crux of it is people not. It's hard to balance the fact that there's people on the other end and this this content just appears to them and they, they have no grasp of the fact that like there's human beings on the other side pouring I mean hours and hours and hours and, and blood sweat and tear into this stuff for them and, to enjoy essentially free for free on YouTube yeah so it always that's that's our biggest uh pain point I guess I think and I think one of my biggest pain points as well is just going along with oh you've got your dream job and it is it is our dream job it's amazing but for me one of the biggest things is the expectation of doing it every week or you know every other week having to keep up that expectation and trying to one up yourself every week and make 
this week's content better than last week's, that's the other thing that's just constantly intimidating. And we've got an amazing, amazing fan base who have stuck with us and they've never shut us out. You know, they, they give us some good feedback now and then. Sometimes they give us some trolley feedback, but sometimes they give us good constructive feedback. Uh, but keeping up with that expectation uh, that is just part of being a YouTube content yeah. creator, that constant, consistent expectation is it's tough to keep up with sometimes. But at the end of the day, we are doing our dream job yeah. and we are blessed. So <laughs> we have fans yeah. who are assholes, but we love what we do. That I think I think I heard you say that. <laughs> yes. Some of them are assholes, so, but most of them know, are what, wonderful. What Brock asked is is like so revealing because you know, no one, you know, many people, not no one, many people just don't know the the effort. Even the small little agonizing things that uh, that you have to figure out on your quest to get a million plus subscribers. So <clears throat> what is that thing? And again, it can seem a little foo-foo when you tell someone, Hey, just keep going, you know, do what you love. Uh, you know, but what is that advice you've learned over the years that like when you are in a little bit of a lull or, you know, experiencing, you know, some trollish, you know, comment, what's that thing that like sustains you? Cause you can't love everything about your job and everything that you do all the time or maybe you can i don't know well we were definitely in a growth mode for a bit and i now we're we're more in the lifestyle mode i guess i would label it so we do kind of a two for us one for you kind of thing i don't know something that ratio where lately we've been doing yeah. a lot more passion projects and there's just stuff that we want to do yeah and then we'll a, balance a, it out i with, was i was just gonna elaborate real quickly like what he means is like making a song or a music video about a game that's really popular that we may not like, yeah. that would be something that's like versus a passion project, something that we, but a game that we both love that we want to make a song or a music video yeah. for. Yeah, um, that's what, uh, I mean, a lot like, of actors do that. Like uh, Jennifer Lawrence, she does, it's called, she does one for me, one for you, or she'll do an X-Men and then she'll do some art film, you know, and then mm -hmm. she'll do some movie with Chris Pratt and then she'll do an art film. So I guess that's the best way to balance that. Yeah. <laughs> I concur. So, so, uh, so for someone starting off, you're telling them, you know, do the things that, that are required to make money, you know, at the same time, make sure you're doing things that really drive your passion or, you know, further your passion. Yeah. Especially when you're coming in at a mature, the mature stage of a platform like today with YouTube, it's super saturated. Um, and everything like that. So, I mean, you, you have to play the game like you have to, cause like we, we didn't have to, cause it was so uncrowded. It wasn't defined, um, with such a small space. So, you, I mean, there's no other choice. So that's a, it's a weird thing. Cause maybe like, I, I can't imagine a lot of people are coming in prepared to do that or even aware that they need to do that. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I'm sure that's, that's the, uh, competitive advantage of the people who do make it is they realize that. Um, and we try to help all our fellow creators who are starting off with that, with that fact, just cause there's so many talented people and we want to see them succeed. Uh-huh. It's, it's in, yeah. YouTube is just so oversaturated right now. It's, it's, it's difficult no matter what you want to do. Yeah. Like if you want to make it on YouTube, you've got to, which I'm sure it is a thing now with any platform. Cause I mean, we're at a stage where Instagram's mature, yeah. uh, Facebook, uh, so what I mean, does that mean? Does that is. mean, by the way, so, yeah. don't do it or does that mean spend more time making sure you have art, you know, like a different, a different, 
spin on things? I mean, what, what does that mean? When you, when I think about mature, part of me goes, well, I, I would avoid it. Right. But maybe I can't avoid it. Maybe that's why I want to play. Maybe that's where I want to play. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's definitely not impossible. Yeah. Um, part of me does want to say, cause I've thought about saying this. I, I might've even said it at one point at one of our panels in the past few years, somebody asked like, how do I become a YouTuber? And I remember in my <laughs> yes. head thinking, don't just don't. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you can't create content. It doesn't mean that you can't follow your passion, but like, don't do it because you want to make money or you want to be famous. Like, yeah, don't do it because, oh, I see other people making YouTube videos and that looks easy. Or I like the idea of being a quote unquote YouTuber. Like, again, what we started this podcast with is that we we started doing our passion. That's that's all we were doing. We lucked out. I mean, it's all seren- it's all serendipitous. It's it's hard work masked with longevity um, matched with. Um, I don't know, just good luck. Good timing, being well, at the right you, place at the right time. And you guys are upping the quality as you go. I mean, so not not only are you cranking out what, from my perspective, is a, a tremendous amount of content and, and high quality, it seems to be getting higher quality because this is no longer just, you know, kind of the, the screen capture of a game and a song put together. But you guys yeah. are you guys are now doing like live action filming and it's looking more, I mean, you've got actors involved. You. you <laughs> That that's just a yeah. totally different level. A- absolutely, yeah. and I appreciate you saying that, Thank Brock, you. because we we have worked really hard over the years to consistently and slowly up our quality, whether it comes to music or videos. We've we have been working very hard to do that. So uh, <laughs> to get to get a nice pat on the back, it feels good. Yes. It feels real good. A lot of that is we have no overhead too, and we have all this revenue to be able to play with that the over the overhead and, and tax stuff so we're just like let's reinvest and just let's just cool oh, cool stuff yeah here's another if you want to do youtube everybody who's listening who wants to do youtube don't because you're going to get destroyed by taxes exactly. so we have to figure out what to do with our extra income to not get destroyed by taxes at the end of the year so uh doing these live action music videos and stuff and just trying to up our quality is a great way to there's a, pour there's that a part of me that doesn't feel business. sorry for for so, you at all you know um, that right <laughs> oh i know I and, and here i am talking about extra revenue so you know but still we have to uh we have to balance that otherwise because the way we operate we have to pay our taxes personally through the business i don't i won't get into and the it's, whole tax fiasco it's, but it's, you know, it's a lot of taxes is, it's interesting it's because you know, people's assumption are you whip off videos. It's like, oh, it's like 30 minutes. You whip out a video, no big deal. And then you make money and life's great. And yet there's all of these things you have to figure out, even at the next level where you are successful, where you're going, now I, there's another obstacle. It's the tax obstacle. How do I figure this out? So as you're leveling up your game, like Brock just said, videos and, and actors and like the next level of video, now, now you have different challenges. Um, were there times when you guys had conversations between yourself um, maybe getting started in college or high school where you said like, like, this is just fun, but like, we're never going to do this as a business. Like this can't work. We never, yeah. if you had told us in college that we would be doing this full time, I wouldn't have believed it. I would have said, you're crazy. Yeah. I'm going to graduate film school and I'm going to be a struggling, starving artist in LA somewhere working on music videos and commercials. Yeah. But even, I, even in that world, I always pictured like this always being at the least a, th- a side thing 
Yes. So because because it, yep. it, it was it, it is and was for passion. It's fun and we enjoy it. So it was like an un an un, unsaid thing that this was going to be in our lives, I guess, until I mean, there's just there's no there's no uh, expiration date. It was just going to be in our lives because it's something we like to do. Mm. And then obviously it evolved and we could re- we could rely on it eventually. Yeah. Nice. Well, if if there were people listening to this who hadn't heard of you before, but they're like, "Hey, I want to I want to check these guys out," where would you suggest they start? Because I mean, we've been talking about ten years of content. Uh, probably the Han Solo music video because that's super mainstream nerd stuff. Yeah. First of all, I like whenever anybody asks about, "Oh, what's your YouTube channel?" I say, first first prerequisite. Do you play video games or are you familiar with video games? If not, you might not be into it. You might. It doesn't mean you have to play video games, but because most of our music videos are based on video games, uh, that's usually a prerequisite. But yeah, the Han Solo music video is a pretty good one because um, our, our content in general just kind of centers around nerdy stuff. We've got like a Rick and Morty rap we've got we've even got an elon musk tribute yeah. love song uh a westworld song so we Bunch do call of duty music videos yeah um so those are pretty i'd say yeah especially the call of duty the han solo music videos those are those are pretty uh pretty universal ones um but yeah you can you kind of might want to be into video games or, if you're going to check us or out have kids <laughs> so this is where i can bond well, with you, your kids right like my kids might call they know all the stuff, you. and they're like, "Dad, let I, me tell I, you, sit down. I got you." Like you know, and, and they're tired of hearing my business stories. They want to tell me something, yes. you know. <laughs> and I promise, your kids will get all the references and the lyrics and everything. They'll they'll know what's going on. They'll know what's going on. So yeah, Ab- absolutely. And uh, and and I would add that, like I say, a lot of it is. Just good music. So you you know the the Han Solo rap that's a great tune. Uh, the the Bendy and the Ink Machine one. You know those two have kind of been on constant rotation in my house because my son will just walk through the <laughs> living room and say, you know, Alexa, play JT music. And then, yeah, my know, kids do the same thing. <laughs> off with, we go. With, with Google Home. That's well, awesome. tell him thank you. His name his name's Dane, right? Uh, absolutely, very good memory. Dane. So I remember. I remember from RTX. Yeah. Cool dude. That, cool that, dude. That's that's awesome <laughs> that you that you have that that good of a memory. My my kids do the same thing with all these songs that I'm like, where are you getting where are you you know, where are you hearing all of this? Or or uh where they'll take a song, you know, like Katy Perry song or something that's that's got all this bounce to it and they're singing like completely different words. And I'm going, What I'm like, Oh dad, you gotta see this video, you know? <laughs> Everything from raining tacos to, you know, any endless number of of, of, of crazy, ridiculous songs. So I, I think it's awesome. Um, share with all of us. I, I noticed you didn't mention it. We'll put it in the show notes, but tell us all the name of your channel. Uh, it's JT music. Uh, the letters J and T and then music. Yep. JT music. And no, that's not Justin Timberlake. Yep. <laughs> we yeah. get a lot of, uh, we get a lot of backlash from Justin Timberlake and his team. Just kidding. We don't. Great, that's right? a joke. Nope. Yeah. We do not at all. I'd be honored. I'd be so honored. Can you imagine Justin Timberlake reaches yeah. out to us? He's like, yo, who are, who are these goddamn nerds who are making s- stupid <laughs> yeah, video right. you know what? They're, they're taking crazy. my name. You have they're taking my clout. you need a tribute like oh. you did for Elon Musk. You need a, a JT tribute to JT. 
Hey, don't bring that idea because I love Justin Timberlake. Trust <laughs> me, I can get down to some Crimea River. Oh man, I love Justin yeah, Timberlake. He's, he's cool. Yeah, I was like him on SNL. No, it wouldn't be. Like he's he's he like he's he's cool to make fun of himself. You know. Oh, he's so cool. He's honestly one of the coolest people. Him and Jamie Foxx, so I can see a two of the coolest coming human up, like beings a little on collab. the collab. You know, you guys, Musical you and Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I can see that. Oh, a <laughs> one day. Oh, one day. If if I can say I've collaborated with Justin Timberlake, like then dreams, damn, dreams. we've made it. Uh, well, listen, uh, guys, I appreciate you sharing some time with Woodstock and I today uh, to talk about your brand of awesome. Um, this is super cool. We're going to check it out. And uh, yeah, thanks for, for just the nuggets. Throughout this, there's like six or seven really, really cool nuggets that I think I'm going to take away from this. So thanks for spending the time with us. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, and course. thank you for asking really good questions too. This was a lot of fun. It's a good time. So, yeah. Run it.